I invite you to join me in On Fire with Linda Fields. It's a movement designed to calibrate, validate, and activate men and women like you who love God, putting your God-inspired passions and plans into action to carry out your callings in all seven spheres of influence. That's business and economy, government, education, family, arts, media, and church. On Fire with Linda Fields exists to help you complete your God-given assignments with a community of Kingdom Connections. Whether it's increasing your current sphere of influence or changing paths to walk into your purpose, if you want to set the world ablaze through Christ's power, join the movement at www.onfire.global. It's one thing to have a dream from God. It's one thing to have something you know God's invited you to step into, but it's another thing to agree with every morsel of your body, every cell in your body, every heartbeat of your heart to say, I want to believe for fulfillment of this. So I want you to get one idea in your head right now. It's not going to take you long. It probably just popped up like that. I want you to take that one idea. All right, now. I want you to read this last bullet with me from Luke 145, except instead of Mary, I want you to put your name there. And we're going to read it out loud. Ready? So Linda was blessed because she believed there would be a fulfillment. One more time. Linda was blessed because she believed there would be a fulfillment. Belief is an action. Belief is something that stirs other things in your spirit to come together. And belief is what enables you to press into the Spirit so that you can literally step into the fulfillment. How many of you are tired of just looking at that line between where you are right now and where you know you need to go, and like you would give anything to step over that line? Are you with me? Like you're tired of dreaming about it. You're tired of getting out your journals year after year. Same goal, and yet we're not there. So what's going on? What's going on? Why can't we get the breakthrough? And the breakthrough comes by being present, by being women of prayer, and by believing and just literally uh, actively seizing what it is that God would have us do. And so when we think about that, I want to take you into a couple of points to work with on this. It's key three right here. Prosper in your purpose. What does prosper mean? Well, the Bible says in 3 John 1, 2, I pray that you prosper and be in good health even as good as it is with your soul. Something like that. It means everything in life is working together for good. And so it's not some name it, claim it, short-lived thing. It's like a way of life God is inviting us all into. And so you've heard this before, right? And so some of you are thinking, so why am I still sitting right here where I'm sitting? Why have I not gotten my breakthrough? Why have I not been able to prosper and be at peace in my soul and do the thing God's given me to be? Or to do. Now I'm going to go back to the burn story for just a moment. God sort, helped me sort a lot of things out with the healing and with learning to walk again. And I, yeah, I was scarred, very scarred. And my legs had red puffy scars from mid-thigh down to the tops of my feet. And I did learn to walk again. But my legs were wrapped in in really thick bandages for quite some time. And then if I would bump into anything, you know, I would have a cut easily. And so then I went from there to wearing support hose, thick support hose. That's real popular as a (laughs) 14-year-old. 
And uh, thank God fishnet hose were in style. My mom bought me every color. And so I wore sometimes three pair of hose, a support pair of hose and another pair of hose and a fishnet pair of hose. And so, yeah, God gave me a measure of healing, but why, why did I end up looking like that? You know, what, what was that about? Why, why couldn't I do what everybody else did? And, and yet, through the years, when those questions would pop up, it's like I didn't have a doubt in my heart that God had literally saved my life, put skin on my legs, and taught me to walk again. But what if, in that season, I'd let that temptation toward bitterness grow? 14, 24, 34, 44... So, at about 45, I'm at a professional conference in Chicago, and I was going to the hotel, and the person who came to provide transportation says, hey, anybody else going to the Hilton, or whatever the hotel was? A gentleman raised his hand, and so we decided to share a cab ride over to the hotel. We're in the back seat, conversing a little bit, and he says, what are you here for? And I said, well, I'm here for a training convention. And I said, what about you? And he goes, oh, I'm a doctor. He said, I'm a burn doctor. And I've come for a training convention. And I'm thinking, you just think you're here for a convention. You are here for this cab ride with me. <laughs> and I tell him about my experience. And he can't process what I'm telling him. He said, third degree burns don't really heal without skin grafts. And I said, right. I just let him kind of sit on it a minute, and uh, he went on to press me for more information. He said, well, tell me what your treatment was like. I said, well, I don't know any names of medications, but I said, I can tell you one thing I'll never forget. I was lowered in over 100-degree whirlpool baths two times a day to get off dead skin. And I said, it was horrific, and uh, I said, that marked me. I'll never forget it. So I, as I'm saying this to him, he's looking at me. And you know that uh, thing when you look at someone's face and you can tell they are reckoning with something. And it's like their forehead shifts. And he's like, you know, I'm just watching him. And he looks out the window of the cab. And he takes a deep breath. And then he, he looks right back at me. And he goes, ma'am, he said, we don't do that anymore. Uh, he said, actually, 70% of the people who had that treatment died of septic shock because it was found to spread infection. And the Holy Spirit's presence just filled the cab. I had chills all over my body, and I was just taking it in. And it's like the, the Lord said, Girl, you know some things I've done for you, but I've stood in and saved your life in ways you'll never know. Why do we get offended at God? Because we think he didn't show. We think he didn't intervene. We think he didn't step up to the plate for us. But I want to tell you that I'm, I'm asking you to make a resolve that you will not stay offended at God overnight. Offense is what creates the wall that prevents us from believing. Why can't we believe? Well, we think, well, he didn't come through over here. So why should I think he'll help me do this? And you may not ever articulate those words, but as long as you harbor this the spirit of bitterness that can come up in anyone's life when we've been through a burn, a situation of, of trial, and a time that has been great testing. And I want to ask you today, be willing to say, oh God, 
Oh, God, I don't understand that. That hurt. I'm still not over it, but I will not be offended at you. You know, John the Baptist was the great forerunner paving the way for Jesus. And when Jesus came and was baptized and went on with his ministry, where was John? In the prison. And don't you think John had a few questions? In fact, he sent a question to, the, to Jesus, and he said, Are you the Messiah? Are you the one? And Jesus sent back a report, and he said, Well, the sick are healed and the dead are raised. And, he, and the next verse, he says, And blessed are those who will not be offended by me. And he said it to John, whose ministry all but appeared to have stopped, and yet God, God had uh, John on a course. He had fulfilled his path. But why, why would he say that at a time like that? Because it was a message we all need to hear. And so this morning, if there are some things you want to release that can therefore have no power over you and you stepping into your destiny, this is what we want to do. Because God is preparing your heart to prosper, your toughest experience in life. What happened with that burn thing? Do you know how many people I've told about this? Do you know why I write about it incessantly? Do you know why I have a podcast about that I talk about this kind of thing? Do you know why I'm tell, starting with this when there's a million other things we could start with? It's because you must know that God has called you to greatness. And you must know that those burns are just your platform to define your faith from here on out. And so the but gods have to stop, and the offense has to stop if you're going to be a woman of destiny. You can't have a spirit-led woman cripping around all full of bitterness. Those people end up with real tight-lipped, they're permanent too tight, and makeup too... <laughs> you see them in the, everywhere, right in the grocery store. Like, no, she didn't get that lesson. So uh, we want to prosper. We're going to prosper in every way. So it's time to embrace your call as a spirit-led woman. And if I could have some instrumental music here, we're going to go into a few other points that you need to bring this home. Do you want this? Do you want this reality in your life? you got to want it. And you got to want it bad enough to sign up again. Um, you know, what makes the difference in a person who's forever talking about all their problems and the person who actually got the learning out of it and went further? It's this moment right here. It's coming to this place right here. Whereas a, a woman who's going to embrace your call, you're going to say, okay, hey, I'm going to show up right here. I'm ready to show up fully present. I'm going to bring what I've got in my hand to the table. My gifts, my talents, my dreams, my broken dreams, my broken pieces, my talents, all those things God stirred up in me, and I'm coming. I'm just coming. And right here in this sweet moment, we're going to pray for God to have his highest and best way with every one of you. Don't you want God's highest and best? You know, sometimes I think about what it'll be like when I uh, see the Lord. I've been able to uh, usher my mom into the presence of the Lord, my daddy into the presence of the Lord, and my little brother. And in the presence of the Lord, sometimes I go like, Lord, why do you have me here? And he's got me on an assignment to wake up the body of Christ, to understand your destiny and what God has for you. And how this is such a holy pursuit that, it, that God is inviting you to step into. And um, 
you know, the thing of it is, I'm a little messy as a person. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when uh, my husband and I, if I clean the kitchen, I'm done. Three minutes tops. We are done. Broke three glasses. You know, some stuff smeared around here and there. But we're on. We're going out now. And uh, Rick does it. takes forever. <laughs> and uh, I call him a hunk of hunk of burning love. He's a handsome man. He loves me. He texted this morning. He said, give him, give him the spirit, baby. I said, okay. <laughs> Uh, but if he cleans it, it takes forever, and it's perfect. <laughs> but we each want our highest and best for each other. And when I see the Lord, I figure I'll probably knock a few things over on the way in just because of history. <laughs> and, you know, spill, I do pray they have coffee in heaven, surely. But, you know, I'll be spilling that coffee. My staff used to say if she's got a coffee ring on it, it's signed. It's as good as signed. But I want the Lord to look at me and say, girl, there wasn't a door. I had your name on. You didn't knock on. There wasn't an opportunity I invited you into that you didn't stumble across the threshold and to get in there and do what you thought I called you to do. God's looking for passion. God's looking for people who are tired of sitting on the fence, who are desperate for a breakthrough. And who will uh, release the offense, release the offense. We want to release it today. Let it out. Just let it go. And so uh, close your eyes. Just, I'm going to lead us in some responses. I'm going to ask you to do some things, like uh, just simple things to indicate your response. So just go with the Spirit on this. So Jesus, today, here we are. Here we are. And we're going to choose today to show up fully present. Lord, no longer are we going to tune out, numb out, media out, eat, veg out, coast, numb the pain, self-medication. Lots of ways to do that. Lots of people are checked out. Things have gotten kind of dicey out there. They're scared. They don't think they have a voice. Something I'm really teaching a lot right now is it's time for you to be a voice and not an echo in a noisy world. So, Lord, here, here are your beautiful women. Look at your bride. Isn't she glorious? And we're choosing to show up again, again, fully present, fully engaged, looking at the opportunities you bring in front of us in the form of people in the form of ministry, in the form of business, whatever you've stirred in our heart today that we're about and that we're going to do. And, oh, Lord, we know you've saved our lives in ways we may not know this side of heaven. So release to the Lord. Just put your hands up kind of in a surrender or a release. Just let it go. Let that thing go that has held you back. Throw it up there. Just pitch it on it. Get it off your hands and then bring your hands together in an attitude of prayer. Oh, God, look at your women. We're not going to hold back anymore. We're not going to be held back with a fence. We're not going to say you didn't show up. Oh, no, not our God. He showed up. And, Lord, you're showing up right now. There's one spirit and a diversity of gifts. And Father, the Father is pouring them out over us even now. Many of you know you have gifts that you've not been using or flowing in 
because you've been held back with a pain or a bitterness. And today that's changing. Today that's changing. Lord, we're releasing offense. We're taking our places. We're assuming this holy pursuit of destiny with you. And we're responding to the Holy Spirit. So here's how we're going to use this few minutes. This is a big deal right here. This is you stepping over the line. And so when you're ready to step over the line, all I want you to do is stand up right where you are, but don't do it hastily. And we're going to sing, I exalt thee. You do your business. You let it go. You sign up again. You tell the Lord. You look full in his face and you say, I'm so sorry. I didn't think you were there. I know you've got me. You don't get all our questions answered on this side necessarily, but you get a, a prospering in your soul that lets you thrive and live without being held back, without being throttled. Some of you feel like you've been raring to go and something is just like a, a leash has kept you back. The Lord wants that off of you. The Lord wants you ready to run, ready to thrive, ready to soar with Him. God's got big plans for women in the earth. Women are agents of influence. Women have voices used for God's glory. I went to a women's march in uh, Washington, D.C. a few months ago, which was not the one from the beginning of the year where people wore hats with body parts on them, but one where women came and laid before the Capitol on the mall and interceded for our country. And yet I have a lot of friends that went to the other march. You might have gone to the other march. You know why? They're just like searching for somebody who knows what to do. And, and I wrote an apology that I published on my blog that said something like this. I said, to every woman I know that hadn't figured out how to be a spirit-led woman by watching me, I want to apologize. If the life I lived was so mediocre that you couldn't find your way to God, and I want to never go back to uh, mediocre living ever again. And this, these are the kinds of voices God's raising up in the earth right now that are voices, not just echoes parroting back what everybody else says. A voice owns the message. A voice owns the destiny. And it's time for you as women of God to stand up and own your spirit-led woman destinies. OnFire.Global is a movement made of men and women who understand that past plans won't work for the future. We're in a new time and a new place that requires us to fan the flames of vision to a whole new level, going all in with God like never before. So fire up your purpose, come find your people, and frame up your plans to set the world ablaze together with me at www.OnFire.Global.